When it comes to investing, retirement, taxes, healthcare, and estate planning, the decisions you make today can greatly affect the quality of life for you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight and unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your retirement and financial future. Good news. You found the Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. Grant is the founder of Dorhout Retirement Services, and he's been guiding people financially and into retirement for nearly 20 years. So get ready for an hour of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. It's time for the Retirement Blueprint. And now, here are your hosts, Grant Dorhout and Jeff Shea. Good morning and welcome to the Retirement Blueprint, the show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to help you reach your wealth management and retirement goals through smart investing and careful planning. On today's show, we're going to be talking about pros and cons of using a certificate of deposit for your savings. Also, 12 hard truths about retirement, big Medicare gaps to watch out for, and we'll try to get to our final topic today, seven ways to protect older adults from financial abuse. My name's Jeff Shade, and I'm just here to ask the questions, but of course, the words of wisdom and solid advice come from Grand Orhout founder and wealth advisor of Dorhout Retirement Services right here in Omaha. Hey, Grant, how you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Jeff. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you. Always glad to be with you on the radio and certainly glad that our listeners here in the greater Omaha area have decided to join us. I think we've got another fine show lined up for us today. As I said, we've got a lot to talk about. We may not get to all of these topics because just before we go on the air, you and I have a conversation and something always comes up that we think that the the people would be interested in. And one of the things that piqued my interest, we were talking about your peace in retirement process. And you've got a great story which illustrates how that all began. Would you care to tell that story to our audience? Yeah, yeah. It's actually, it goes back to when I was a a child. I tell this story at dinner seminars. I'm sure several hundred people that are probably listening to this have heard this story. When I was six years old, I talk about, uh, we were going down the highway, Highway 10 up in Northwest Iowa. Me and my parents, uh, we were going to my older, older brother's baseball game, actually. And we're going down Highway 10 and Uh, We're in this big boat of a car. It's a 1978 Brown Ford and mom and dad in the front and I'm in the back. I look over at the John Deere dealership uh, and I just tell my parents how rich we are. And when I tell them that, they they laugh and they said, you know, okay, yeah, sure, we're rich. How much money do you think we have? Naively, I said, well, at least $100,000. And, you know, that might not sound like a big deal here in 2024, but what you got to realize is this is 1987. We We were a farming family. You know, all five of us kids went through private Christian education at Ireton Christian School and then Unity Christian High School. My sisters, they were both getting married that summer. It was not a very prosperous time for farming as well. And my dad rented the ground. And I mean, it was a lot of challenges. But this process, I I was thinking about this mindset that I had when I was six years old and the peace that I felt as, as a child. I wanted to have this this type of confidence for people in their retirement and and looking at people over the last 20 years and how uncertain they are with their retirement and how nervous people are with you know certain news items that are coming out and certain certain things that we can't control that is giving people a lot of stress that they really don't need and I wanted to come up with a process so that people could have more confidence in their retirement plan. And so we started looking at the the peace in retirement process very simply as five different plans. And the first one is protected income. Looking at putting together an income plan is reliable for people where they can they can know they might not have a pension, but they have social securities. If they have social security, how are we going to optimize that social security to make sure it's an, an efficient 
way to go throughout their retirement. And then if they don't have a pension, well, typically Social Security isn't going to be enough for people in their retirement. So how are we going to get the asset that they've built up to provide a, a income stream for them that they can rely on for the next 30 or 35 years? Then next, we look at efficient tax strategies. A lot of times we have people come in, they might have you know, six or seven figures in tax deferred wealth because they put money in a 401k or a 403b. We have people all the time that come in with six, seven, eight hundred, a million dollars in their in their traditional IRA or into a 401k, and they don't know how to get it out tax efficiently. So we look at different strategies that we can utilize in their retirement from a tax perspective. And this is a huge area that gets missed, but that's the second of our plans that we put together. The third one is an accumulation plan, and this is basically our investment plan. Looking at how are we invested now and how did we get to retirement? And then how are we going to get through retirement? Because if you leave everything the exact same way as it was when you were 40 or 50, 55, or even 60, and now you're 67, and you think that, well, the way I was invested in my 40s, I'm going to stay that same way. I'm going to use the 4% rule as my income plan. That's not a reliable way to get through retirement. That can become problematic. It's not always, but it can be problematic. And we want to make sure that we think of potential issues before they happen inside of people's investment plan. The fourth one is complete control of health care. And that one very simply is look at people when I start talking about long-term care, most people think of the nursing home, but it's way more than that. It's home health care. It's assisted living. We have all different levels of care that we can have. And I'm not saying that people have to buy insurance. Some people decide to offload some of that responsibility or the potential liability to an insurance company, but you don't have to do that. You just have to make sure that there is a certain pot of money that is set aside for that purpose in a long-term care plan or a complete control of healthcare as we, as we label it. And then the last one is estate planning. We wanna make sure that we're getting these assets when we're gone, what we've built up, we want to make sure that they're getting to the places that we want them to go in the most efficient way possible. So do we want to have a bunch of traditional IRAs? Do we want to have life insurance? Do we need life insurance? Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but making sure if we need trusts, what type of trusts are they and what way are they going to be paid to our kids and our grandkids? Or if we're going to give money to charity, which bucket of money should we give to charity or churches? All of those things go into having a complete plan and that's what we feel with the, the peace in retirement process. It can give people a lot more confidence when they know that they have all of these different bases covered rather than just, well, we have money in XYZ brokerage account. We pull money out every month and our advisor says we're going to be okay. We want to go a little bit further and put the why we're going to be okay. We want to prove to ourselves and test our plan and stress test our plan and make sure that we're good all the way to age 100 in our retirement planning. Grant, that's a great story, and I want to expand on that in just a moment. You're listening to Grant Dorhout, of course, and this is the Retirement Blueprint. Our telephone number is 402-281-0750 if you'd like your piece in Retirement Blueprint. Another takeaway I got from the story, Grant, is what is the definition of being rich or being wealthy? It's not really just about the money. Yeah, not always. I mean, yeah, it's definitely going to help, but I want to think about, like, if you think about like a six-year-old on the first day of summer vacation, this is why I, I went back to that mindset of 
when I was six years old and the life that we had, you know, we think about a six-year-old first day of summer vacation, they're going to go fishing, they're going camping, they're going to the pool or playing baseball or going golfing, you know, just having a really good time. And that's what I want people's retirement confidence to be. I want them to be excited to be going through retirement, not dreading if they have an unexpected event of a market crash or taxes going up, just things that they can't control, like worldwide events that can affect our market, things that are happening in the Middle East or in Russia or anything like that, that we can't control any of that, but that can influence or affect our money. And there's nothing that we can do about that. And that's why I think people have you know, maybe so many worries in retirement that they ju- they just want to make sure that they're addressed so that if something happens, they can have the confidence that they're going to make it through retirement and they know why, because they have all of these different plans lined up for themselves. And, and it's very targeted. Every single thing that we do inside of this retirement plan, putting together that income plan and taxes and healthcare and, and the investment plan, estate, all of these things, they have a very specific purpose. And we allow assets to do what they were intended to do in a very specific and special way, because if you use them in the appropriate way, you have a much better chance of having a, a successful retirement than if you say, you know what, I'm going to try and make something do what it wasn't intended to do. Like I'm going to just start withdrawing money from my 401k and you know, hopefully it lasts. Well, that's not a really good retirement plan, I wouldn't think. I would want to make sure that we stress test a portfolio and an income plan and accumulation, all of that. I want to stress test it for things that we can't foresee or predict or control and then put our plan through that. And if we can succeed through retirement with all of those curveballs thrown at us, then we can retire with confidence and really have the, the same mindset that that six-year-old has. They have so much confidence in what their parents are doing. They really don't know, but they know that they have a good life. They know that everything's taken care of. And that's what I had when I was six years old looking at, you know, it wasn't great farming times. It wasn't great financial times, but we were rich. I know we were rich. We had a wonderful childhood. Mom and dad took care of everything. And that's what I want people to think about with their retirement plan. Everything's taken care of. All the contingencies are planned for. All of these things that we can't foresee, predict, or control They're all planned for, so go do the things that you like to do. Go on that Viking cruise. Go down to Arizona like the client that I just talked to yesterday. Go to Hawaii. Go wherever. Make sure that if you plan for these things, go do them. Enjoy that retirement. You've worked hard for it. So being rich or wealthy, Grant, the takeaway here is it's not about how healthy your balance sheet is, but it's about security. And I think that is really what the Peace in Retirement blueprint really does offer is some element of security. When I think about people who are wealthy, I've known people who don't have a lot of money, but they're very, very happy because they have family, they have friends, they're loved, and they're giving love. And then I've also known people who have more money than they could spend, and they're the most miserable people in the world because they just don't have the non financial things in their life. So I really enjoyed this story, Grant. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. And I want our our listeners to really think about what Grant has said. If you're asking yourself, is my retirement set up so that I can have peace in that? Do I have the security that I want? Are you worried about running out of money in retirement? Here's the answer for that. Call 402-281-0750. Sit down with Grant. Talk about your individual situation. Ask your questions. Grant will ask a couple of questions too to hone in on the areas 
that you would like some help with. There's no cost. There's no obligation for this whatsoever. 402-281-0750. It's just a casual conversation to create a path towards a successful retirement. It's not going to cost you a dime, but it could uncover some blind spots that when addressed right now may help improve the quality of life in a retirement that could last as long as 30 years. Once again, that telephone number 402-281-0750 to request your complimentary consultation, or you can do it online at DoorHoutRetirementServices.com. That's D-O-R-H-O-U-T, RetirementServices.com. Want more strategies to support the quality of life you want for 30 plus years? Stick around. There's more Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout in just a moment. You can't start a trip you've never taken without a plan. And you can't start your retirement journey without a comprehensive plan to get there safely. To request your no-cost, no-obligation Dorhout Retirement Roadmap, call 402-281-0750. Or request it online at DorhoutRetirementServices.com. Now, back to more of Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout and Jeff Shade. We so much appreciate you joining us here each and every weekend for the Retirement Blueprint here on News Talk 1290 Coil. My name is Jeff Shade along with Grant Dorhout. We are smack dab in the middle of another great show. And you know, Grant, just like in the old days when you used to be able to call the disc jockey on the radio and ask him or her to play a request for you, we too take requests here on the Retirement Blueprint and we'll actually play your request. We were talking off the air back in the old days when I used to be on the radio and people would call in. I'd say, I'll try to get to it. But what they didn't know is that there was a computer-generated playlist. We couldn't deviate from it if we wanted to, and the computer generated it, so we had really uh, very little control over that. But we do have control about the topics that we talk about here in the radio show. So we had one of our listeners who asked us to talk about certificates of deposit. And by the way, if you have comments on the show, there's something that you want us to talk about, you can get it to us two ways. You can call Lisa at 402-281-0750, let her know what you'd like us to talk about, or you can email it to from DoorHoutRetirementServices.com. Okay, Grant, let's talk about certificates of deposit. I think most people know what they are, but for those few people who don't know what a CD is, can you explain? Actually, this listener that called in, they just said, hey, I just want to know some of the pros and cons of using CDs. You know, if you look in the in the retirement community, and I mean, they're looking for more reliability from uh, from their investments. They kind of get a lot of people get into the the return of my money is more important than the return on my money. So a CD can satisfy some of what they're looking for there. So looking at the pros of of a CD of a certificate of deposit, very simply, the first one is safety. I think about my grandpa when I start thinking about CDs. I've talked about him for many years. My grandpa Jake, he would skip to the bank through the 80s to renew his CDs at 15%. I mean, it was a it was a wonderful deal for him. Now, for a long time, we haven't had that type of return, but the safety is what, what has drawn people in. Number one, we know that if you have less than $250,000 in a particular CD, it's FDIC insured. So you're going to want to make sure that you, you have an FDIC insured bank just in case that bank shuts down. I mean, that, that happens all the time uh, where you have bank closures, but you want to make sure that if you are in a CD with $250,000, that it's FDIC insured and you can get that at either a bank or a credit union. 
Okay, so that's safety. And there are five things that money can do for you. Cash flow, security, growth, liquidity, and tax savings. And security or safety is where the certificate of deposit shines. Also, with a CD, somewhat they're guaranteed returns, are there not? Yeah, yeah. So when you look at it, you're going to look at over a period of time. You're either, I was just at the bank yesterday making a deposit, and we saw seven-month CDs, saw 15-month CDs. You could do a five-year CD. And for that time frame, you're going to have that, that guaranteed rate of return. They're going to give you your certificate of deposit. You give them the money, and then they're going to operate on that money. And that's why they'll give you a little bit higher return than if you uh, if you just leave it in your savings account at the bank. But those guaranteed returns is what brings people in. Safety and guaranteed returns. Well, if the return of your money is more important than the return on your money, those two first things are going to trip your trigger for sure. And as you said, CDs many times offer higher rates than uh, savings accounts or money market accounts. Is that always true? Pretty much always. I mean, it's not guaranteed that it's going to be that way. You might have some bank that's going to give you like a checking account that, you know, on your first $25,000 of deposit, as long as you do 10 withdrawals or 10 transactions and you have an automatic deposit into that, that it might give you a higher rate of return. But what if you want to invest one hundred dollars or $250,000? Well, you're, you're not going to be able to do that inside of that checking account. Typically, you're going to see your, your savings accounts in very, very low right now. And it's been this way for several years that you're looking at 0.01, 0.05%. And when you, you commit to that time frame with the bank, whether it be seven months or five years, then they can say, well, we know we have this money on our balance sheet. We know that we have this much money to operate on. So they'll give you a higher rate of return in exchange for you giving up liquidity inside of those funds. And that happens not only in CDs, it happens elsewhere, but that's why they're going to give you a higher rate of return because you can't put it in there today and withdraw it tomorrow. We're talking about the pros and cons of CDs with Grant Dorhout of Dorhout Retirement Services here in Omaha. Once again, our telephone number, 402-281-0750. There's also this thing called laddering that you can do with CDs. Grant, can you explain more about that, how that works? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty simple, actually. A lot of people don't utilize it, though. I think they should. If you're going to be looking at CDs, this is a way that you could generate some reliable income in retirement. You might take out a CD maybe every three months for the next couple of years. Let's say you do a two-year CD every three months for the next two years. Well, then what you'll do is at the end of that time frame, once your first one comes due, you can withdraw the interest off of that CD and then invest in another two-year CD. So you know every three months you're going to have a CD coming due. You can pull the income off of that, of what the interest was, and you can you can use that to live on if you need to. If you don't need to, well, then you can just invest that back into the next two-year CD. That is a strategy that you can utilize that could be more attractive now because we're you know you're looking at four or five percent CD rates, and that's a way that you could get some more reliable income. The con with doing that is we don't know that one year from now our interest rates are going to be what they are now. So the income amount could be fluctuating in two or three or four years. But it is definitely a way that you could create some reliable income. Grant, with uh, savings accounts and money market accounts, you might get charged a monthly maintenance fee to use that account. Do CDs have monthly maintenance fees? No, that is one of the one of the benefits of having a CD is that there's no maintenance fees on it. I see it on my checking account every single month. There's a six ninety five charge that mm-hmm. uh, that some of the accounts have now. They they waive those and then they they give them back. But at the same point, not every single account has that. So inside of a CD, you can set it and forget it. There's no fees. There's a lot of people that are very fee averse. 
uh, out there and I get it. I understand why. So this is a way that you can invest your money. If you're going to get four or 5%, you know, it's going to give me the four or 5% and there's nothing that's going to drag on that performance of that, that particular pocket of money that you put in those CDs. So that's definitely an attractive part of having a CD is no maintenance fees. So the pros of using a CD for saving safety, guaranteed returns, higher rate CD laddering, and no monthly maintenance fees. Let's talk about some of the cons of using a certificate of deposit for savings. I would imagine that accessibility can be a little bit of a roadblock. Yeah, it is. Not every CD gives you any liquidity. So if you commit to a time frame, if you start thinking about your money, and I think of you know three different things. I think of a triangle, safety, return, and liquidity. In any different asset, you're going to be able to choose two of those. So if you have safety and return, you could have that inside of a CD, but you can't have liquidity. So you are in a sense, locking it up. I've heard a lot of people say that locking up their money inside of a CD or anything that has a time commitment, but they're also giving you the guarantees associated with it. So you can't take, if you have $50,000 in the, in the bank in your emergency funds, don't take that $50,000 and put it in a CD for two years because you can't access it in that next two years unless there's a provision for some liquidity, which most of them don't have. So Grant, are you saying that you can't withdraw money from a CD before it becomes due or can you do it? Are there basically fees if I were to want to withdraw my money early? Yeah, you have. I've heard that for years and I'm sure the, the listeners have heard that as well, or some of them have, that there's substantial penalty for early withdrawal. Uh, you could give a certain amount of the interest back on on those particular CDs if you withdraw the money early. So if you have, you know, let's say if you have less than a year left or if you have six months left or if it's a, a seven-month CD, all of those are going to have different provisions on what that penalty is. But there is definitely a penalty for taking the money out early because you made a time commitment. And if you violate that commitment, then they're not going to give you what they committed to, and that's the interest that you were earning. We're talking about the cons of using a certificate of deposit. The next one is interest rate risk. When you open up a CD and there's a high interest rate in effect at that time, does that interest rate necessarily Mm -hmm. last through the term of this CD? Or, uh, I mean, does it fluctuate or can it fluctuate at all? Yeah, it can in certain instances. So if you look at interest rate risk that you're talking about there, what if someone a year and a half ago took out a CD at two and a half or three percent and they did that for the next five years? Well, they they have a risk of interest rates going up to where they are now, where you see CDs at four and five percent. Well, that's definitely a risk. They're missing out on the additional interest that they could be earning if they put that money in a CD now. But there are certain ones out there that do have a a step up. It's an automatic step up that and it might be only one time inside of the term. So you might have a two or a three year CD that let's say you have a two year CD and six months later, interest rates went up one percent you could step it up at that point. So if someone got that 3% CD and they've moved it up to 4%, that might be their only lock-in or, or step up that they have during the time frame. So they still have a certain amount of risk there if interest rates went from 4 to 5% like we've seen in the last couple of years. So definitely a, a risk there, but, but you don't have any risk of loss because of that FDIC protection doesn't mean that it's that there's no risk of anything inside of there. And that's why we discuss the interest rate risk with everyone when we're starting to lock in these interest rates. Grant, just like keeping money in savings accounts or money market accounts, there is a risk with inflation. Absolutely. What if you invest your money a couple of years ago, let's say in, uh, in 2022, let's say you put your money in a two-year CD and you were getting 2%, but inflation was 9% at certain points in 2022. 
Well, you're going backwards big time because you know the cost of goods was going up at a certain point in 2022 that, that it was going up at 9%, but you're getting your static 2%. You're going backwards 7% in that particular scenario. That is definitely a possibility. Now, as we've seen inflation start to cool a little bit over the last year or so, that's less of a concern, but that doesn't mean that it's not a concern moving forward. So yeah, you definitely have to take in consideration the inflation risk. Most people don't think about that, though, when they put it into a CD. They just kind of say, well, it's a good interest rate. I like my money at the bank with FDIC. I think you need to think about what inflation is and, and if you are outpacing inflation with your overall portfolio. And there's a trade-off with using CDs as well. I mean, like you said, you get safety or security, but you really don't get very big returns, do you, in most cases? Yeah, right now they're decent. I mean, we're looking, again, 4 or 5%. You know, you look five, six, seven, eight years ago, and, and if people could have got 4 or 5%, they would have been really, really happy in terms of getting money in a CD. But again, you know, when you look at the, the safety, return, and liquidity, if you look at that as a triangle, if I get safety and return, then I'm not going to have the liquidity, but I could make more if I sacrifice the safety. If I look into, you know, our stock accounts, our, our managed portfolios through ETFs or mutual funds or any of those. So you definitely could make more uh, over a longer period of time elsewhere if you would give up the safety aspect of a CD. So as we said, there are pros and cons to using a CD. And as I mentioned earlier, there are five things money can do for you. Cash flow, CD's not great at that. Growth, well, they're not great at that either. I'm going to give a minus there. Liquidity, a minus on that. Tax savings, they really don't save for taxes. The big thing with CDs is going to be security. So if you'd like to find out more about CDs and how they may fit into your retirement plan, we invite you to give Grant a call there at Doorhout Retirement Services and ask for your complimentary piece in retirement blueprint. Just a casual conversation between you and Grant to put you on a path towards a successful retirement. It's not going to cost you a dime, just a friendly conversation, a chance for you to sit down, ask Grant your individual questions and get the answers that you need to create a retirement in which you not only survive, but you also thrive. Again, no cost and no obligation for this whatsoever. That telephone number to call 402-281-0750. You can do it right now if you want. Leave your information. Lisa will give you a call back on the next business day and set up that appointment. By the way, we do have appointments available here in the very near future. You don't have to wait months to get in to see Grant at Doorhout Retirement Services. And the fellow that you're hearing on the radio right now, Grant, is the fellow that you'll be talking to. Once again, that number 402-281-0750. You can also request your peace and retirement blueprint online at doorhoutretirementservices.com. That's D-O-R-H-O-U-T, retirementservices.com. Want more talk about sustaining your wealth and thriving in a retirement that could last 30 plus years? Stay tuned for more Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout after this. Ready to climb a mountain of financial know-how? Good, because it's time for more Retirement Blueprint with your financial Sherpas, Grant Dorhout and Jeff Shea. Thank you so much for making us part of your weekend. This is Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. My name is Jeff Shade. If you're just joining us, you've missed any part of the program today, you want to hear it all over again. If you've already heard it, remember, we're also a podcast. Simply go to wherever you get your podcast and search for the Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. You'll find this show and all of our past shows so that you can stay on top of your journey and your path towards a successful retirement. Grant, in this segment, I want to talk about some hard truths about retirement. I mean, most of us spend decades working and dreaming of a day when we can retire, but when we finally arrive at our post-work destination, 
it's not unusual to find a world of surprises out there. So let's dive into this. We'll talk about 12 hard truths about retirement. The first one, Grant, is, well, you know, everything's going to be free because I've got Medicare. Not necessarily (laughs) the truth, right? No, that's definitely not the truth. Everyone's going to have a cost for their health care in retirement. So if we start looking at Part A and B, if you've worked enough throughout the years, you're going to get Part A for free. If you have not worked enough over those years, then you're going to actually have a premium of about $505 right now. That's going to be in 2024 if you don't qualify to get Part A included. And that's because of the FICA taxes that you've paid over the years that that would get included. So that's the first one is Part A. Now, when you look at Part A, that's the hospitalization part of Medicare. And then you also have Part B, which is the medical or anything that's outpatient or any like doctor's charges. When you look at at, at people, when you're utilizing people, that's your Part B charges. And Part B costs $174.70 in the year 2024. That has been steadily rising. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at last year in 2023, it was 164.90. So it's not going up at a rapid pace, but it is going to go up throughout retirement. You have to factor that in for your retirement as well. And those Medicare premiums, the Part B premiums, can be taken out of your Social Security check, so you really don't see them. But nevertheless, it is an expense. Medicare is not free. And don't think the deductibles, the co-pays, the co-insurance is going to be a thing of the past because they will continue to some extent. And also, uh, Medicare just doesn't cover everything, does it? No, it doesn't, actually. If you look at what the Part A charges, Part B charges, you could have significant amounts that, that come out of pocket unless you get something like a Medicare supplement right. to go along with your Medicare Parts A and B. If you look at Part B alone, it, you look at what your you have a Part B deductible, and then after that Part B deductible, then Medicare is going to cover up to 80% of those charges, and then you'd be responsible for the 20%. If you don't want to be responsible for the 20%, which the majority of people don't, uh, then they would purchase a Medicare supplement. And you can do that a, in a myriad of ways. You could do a, a plan G or a high deductible plan G. There's one out there that's called an innovative G. That There's all kinds of different plans out there for you to choose from. Everyone's situation's different if they want to get a Medicare supplement. And if people say, you know what, I want, I want a lower, no-cost premium, then they would start looking at Part C of Medicare, and that's the Advantage programs. Right, and there's also a Part D, which is the drug plan. The uh, Part G yep. that you mentioned is often referred to as a Medigap plan. So there are a lot of choices when it comes to Medicare. And of course, there at Doorhout Retirement Services, you do help people navigate, which is the right choice for them. Also, keep in mind that on Medicare, hearing aids are in most cases not covered. Neither is uh, dental expenses. So again, Medicare does not cover everything and it will not be free. Next one is Social Security. When you get into retirement and you really get down to the nitty gritty of it, Social Security these days may not go as far as you may think it will. No, it actually won't. If you start looking at people getting into retirement right now, you look at an average monthly benefit of about $1,837, I think was the last number we had, 1837 or just $22,000 per year. That's not going to cover all of your expenses in all likelihood. You're not going to say, okay, I'm going to retire from a $100,000 job and then take my 
1800 or 2500 or someone's out there saying I have 3500 that's fine that's still not a hundred thousand dollars a year that you were living on in your pre-retirement years so you got to make sure that you are factoring in what that gap is what's my expenses really what am I actually spending if you look at if I'm making a hundred or eighty thousand it doesn't matter what the number is if you are making that amount look at what your deductions are and whether it be your your 401k contributions or health insurance at work and see how much how that matches up to what your Medicare is, you can really whittle it down to, okay, well, yeah, I have $100,000 at work, but so much is going to that 401k and I'm going to have a decreased expense or an increased expense for my health care you're going to start figuring out what that gap is that you need to fill. I have very few people that I've met in the last 20 years that they can live strictly on Social Security. They're going to have to supplement that with these investments. We're talking about a retirement reality check with Grant Dorhout here of Dorhout Retirement Services. We've talked about the fact that Medicare is not free. Medicare doesn't cover everything and also Social Security won't go very far. The next one, Grant, is many times when people get into retirement, they think they have saved enough. But boy, when they get there, they realize that they are a bit short. Yeah, Jeff, I have a lot of people that say that they wish they had saved more. It, it, it's typical. Uh, I hear people all the time say, man, I wish I would have started saving earlier in my 20s, 30s. Uh, I wish I hadn't gone on that trip when I was in my 20s. Well, that's water under the bridge. We, we can't really do much about that, but it is a reality that there's going to be you know, if you look back over over your last 20 or 30 or 40 years, most people are going to have some regrets. This, unfortunately, is one of them. But we can get people over that hump of having that regret if we start figuring out how we can get them a reliable income stream through retirement. That typically alleviates that type of concern. But most people will find that, I think, 78%. That sticks in my head. I believe Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies found that 78% of retirees wish that they had saved more for retirement. But, you know, we can plan our way into more comfortability with what we have uh, by creating a good income plan. Grant, when you get into retirement, will housing still be your biggest expense always? Not always, but yet typically that's what you're going to see. You're, the majority of people, housing is going to be your your largest expense. Now, we could have you know, someone that, that might qualify for homesteaders exemption here in Nebraska, where it could decrease what our, some of our expenses are on, uh, on our home from a taxation standpoint. But, you know, people that don't have that, it's probably going to be medical. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the majority of people, they spend on average, U.S. households that had someone 65 or older, they spent an average of just over $20,000 on housing in 2022. Mm-hmm. This definitely depends on whether or not you have your, your mortgage paid off, that can definitely influence how much you're going to pay in retirement for your housing. Well, even if you do have your mortgage paid off, Grant, I mean, you still have property taxes to pay. Still, there are going to be repairs and maintenance, all sorts of things that crop up. So consider that even if you don't have a mortgage, that you got to plan on spending some money on the house because it is going to continue to cost you money. Next one in our retirement reality check is your dreams may not match reality. Yeah, this one's kind of an interesting one. The majority of people actually feel like they're going to be spending their time in certain ways in retirement. Like if I if I look at someone that doesn't exercise five days a week, uh, and then they say, "Well, when I get in retirement, I'm going to I'm going to go to the gym every day." That's not really a reality. If you actually look at that specifically, pre-retirees imagine that they're going to do exercise. Eighty-eight percent of them say, "You know, I'm going to be exercising throughout my retirement." In reality. 
study, that number is actually 68%. So about 20% of people (laughs) made their New Year's resolution and they've given it up right now already. So that's typical. That's pretty typical. They they exercise for the first month. Okay, I'll give them that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. Uh, But you look at the the second one that I thought was an interesting one. I was surprised when I saw that 79% of people felt like they were going to spend time visiting children and grandchildren, but only 65% actually do. That one mm-hmm. kind of, that one really surprised me. I thought both of those numbers would be higher. There's extenuating circumstances that I don't know with all of these people sure. to cause those things. Maybe it's just, maybe we don't live in the same part of the country and we don't have money to be able to travel there as often as we want. So the gap from 79 to 65 could be something as simple as that or a health event that we don't know happened with those people as well. And if you think your kids are going to come to visit you as often as you want, think again, because the kids are pretty busy. They certainly expect you to come to them because after all, they're saying, well, listen, you don't have a job. Why don't you come to us? But still, I mean, flying across the country or really just going to visit the kids can be expensive. It's not only transportation costs, but when you get there, you want to buy them gifts. You want to take them out to dinner and so forth. So your dreams may not match reality when it comes to your retirement. We're going to do one more here before we take the break uh, here, Grant, and then we're going to continue this in our next segment, is you may spend more than you expect. Now, when you get into retirement, I think most people think, well, I'm not going to spend nearly as much as I did when I was working, but that's not necessarily true, is it? Yeah, no, that's not true at all, actually. And and I do this study or this this little exercise with people when they come in the first time into my office. We have a confidential profile that we fill out with everyone, and we go through what they're currently making and what their expectations are for a retirement income. And I'm, it still surprises me how many times we see people that, and I keep using 100000 just as an easy number, but people that make $100,000 thinking that they can live on 60. <laughs> and then we look at where their money is going <laughs> yeah. while they're while they're at work. It's like, well, wait a minute. If we have an extra 2,500 hours in a year that we have to fill, we're not going to fill it by watching grass grow. No. So what are we going to be doing? If we're going to be doing things, I don't think that we can take a 40000 or a thirty or $20,000 pay cut in retirement when we have all this extra time. We're going to want to do things. So yes, typically you're going to see people that are going to spend more in retirement. And actually, Global Atlantic Financial Group, they they found in a survey that 39% of retirees spend more in retirement than they had anticipated before leaving work. And I would say, in my experience, when people come in and they, they have an anticipation, we try and help them through that so that we don't have any of our people that are, that are saying, oh, no, what did we do? Why did we spend so much money? Why didn't we mm-hmm. figure on these things? We feel that people, if we walk them through that exercise and we have a really targeted income goal that is based on reality, not just, well, I think I can live on X. If we target it based on what people are living on, then we're not going to have that. But 39% of people do spend more in retirement than they anticipated. Well, if you think about it this way, Grant, I mean, when you're in retirement, does food cost less? Of course it does. And it costs exactly the same, if not more, because you may be buying more of it because you don't have anything to do but sit around and you know munch on potato chips while you're watching Netflix or doing whatever you're doing. Also, are your housing costs less? less when you're in retirement. If you've got a mortgage, it's going to be the same mortgage. Property taxes don't go down because you're retired. So there's a whole host of things that remain the same when you're retired. And of course, as you get a little little bit older, the healthcare expenses may go up. Now, when you reach the age of 
65, you get Medicare. But if you're retiring before the age of 65, you're going to have uh, private health insurance costs, which can be quite substantial. We're talking about the realities of retirement with Grant Dorhout here of Dorhout Retirement Services. Listening to the program right now and you're saying to yourself, boy, I don't want to have any regrets about retirement. I want to prepare myself for the reality of retirement. Well, here's how you can do that. If you want answers, then request your no cost, no obligation, no judgment Doorhout Retirement Services review. We call it the Retirement Blueprint. You can get it by calling 402-281-0750. Now, when you call, you'll get a friendly voice in the other end of the line, more than likely Lisa, who'll gather some basic information from you, then set you up with a conversation with Grant to create that path towards a successful retirement. Now, you can do it this weekend if you want. You can call 402-281-0750. More than likely, Lisa will not be there. You can leave your information. She'll get back to you on Monday and set you up with a conversation with Grant. Once again, that number, 402-281-0750, doesn't cost you a dime. And again, there's no obligation whatsoever. It's a friendly conversation. 402-281-0750, or you can request your complimentary consultation online at DoorHoutRetirementServices.com, D-O-R-H-O-U-T, RetirementServices.com. Want more straight talk and honest answers about your wealth management and retirement journey? Stay with us. There's more Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout here. We're back with more strategies for a successful retirement. This is the Retirement Blueprint. Once again, here's Grant Dorhout and Jeff Shea. Grant, we've had some great conversations on the program today. We've talked about the pros and cons of using a certificate of deposit. That was a request, by the way. If you've got something you want us to talk about, you can send it to us by going to the website, DoorHoutRetirementServices.com, or you can call it into 402-281-0750. We've also talked about the 12 hard truths about retirement, and we're going to continue that conversation right now, Grant. In the beginning, I mentioned the fact that we talk about some Medicare gaps and ways to protect older adults, but it's sort of that syndrome of biting off more than you can chew. I'm so optimistic about the things that we're going to be talking about. Then we get into this and we've just got so much to talk about. So we'll get to those two topics later. Okay, let's get on to our next one, Grant. uh, These are the realities of getting into retirement. Divorce, oddly enough, for people over the age of 50 still can be a serious threat. Yeah, and it it happens for a myriad of reasons. And the fact is, whether we believe in it or whether we don't, if we think it's never going to happen to us or or if it is something that's happened in our family before, it's a very big threat. If you actually look at the numbers, the divorce rate of those over 50 has roughly doubled since the 90s. In the last 23 years, that rate of divorce has doubled. And it's Mm -hmm. for a myriad of reasons, I believe. I mean, you look at, I don't think that social media is is anything that's helping it. Uh, I read that those that were married 20 years and longer, mm-hmm. that segment of the population was the fastest rising divorce rate uh, of any other sector. And that, that was really shocking to me. Yeah. But it's speaks to this, that it is a reality. Unfortunately, I actually had someone in Sioux Falls when I worked through an agency up there when we lived up there years ago. I saw this lady. She she looked like she was retirement age. And uh, mm-hmm. I found out that when her husband decided to retire and then they were at home all together, yeah. she said, this isn't going to work. So I'm going <laughs> to go back to work and I'm going to go sell <laughs> Medicare supplements. You drive me around so we don't drive right. each other nuts. Now, that, that was their way of dealing with that. Uh, and, yeah. and whether it works for you or not, that 
might be something that you need to do. Yeah, this is a phenomenon these days that they're calling gray divorce. And that was a good point. I mean, when you were working all those years, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, you were absent for eight, 10 hours a day. Now that you're together, you find out that, hey, you've kind of grown apart a little bit. So consider that that gray divorce may be a real threat to you in retirement. Next one is you might not work even if you'd planned to. Yeah, Jeff, this is an interesting one. If you look at the numbers among pre-retirees who are 50 or older, 72% say that they want to work during retirement. 72% say that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to at least do that part-time. The majority of the time, that doesn't happen. If you look at the fact is 32% of seniors, 65 to 69, actually work, according to a report. uh, And that was from the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis, that the majority of people aren't going to work whether they plan to or not. Now, it depends on how your retirement planning is and how you want to live. And if you need to supplement your income with that working, that's definitely going to have a bearing on it as well. But if you think you're definitely going to be working in retirement, once you get that taste of freedom, yep. you might not go back to uh, to punching a clock on a daily <laughs> basis or even weekly basis. Well, there are a myriad of reasons why you may not work. And another one that you may not even think about is that physically or mentally, you may not be able to work as long as you uh, mm-hmm. think that you're able to work. So consider that. Going back to work, it may be a luxury for you, but don't count on it. The next one on our retirement reality check is if you've never volunteered before, Grant, will you start doing that in retirement? Typically, no. Uh, if you if you had that as a part of your life prior to retirement, then there's a likelihood, I would say, that you're going to 90%, this is according to the Stanford Center on Longevity, that 90% of Americans say that they want to do volunteer work in retirement, but only about 25% do so. And that's where I say, if you're not, if you're not actively involved in a church or a charity prior to retirement, that's not something that you're probably going to pick up in retirement, even though you think that this is going to be fun. I'm going to retire and then I'm going to volunteer at these places. I know that sounds good, but the reality is if it's not a part of your life now, it's probably not going to be a part of your life in retirement. We're talking about the 12 retirement reality check myths with Grant Dorhout to Dorhout Retirement Services. Number 10 on our hit list here of 12, Grant, is going to be retirement can be especially lonely for single men, and I'm going to throw in single women. This is an interesting one. If you look at, if you analyze what the numbers are, men, for whatever reason, we're just not as happy in retirement alone. And and the statistics from Pew Research Center shows that. It shows that just 48% of retired men who live alone say that they are very satisfied with the number of friends that they have. However, if you look at women, 71% of them that live alone are satisfied with the number of friends that they have. And that's part of how they they live their life prior to retirement and and where they they place their community if you look at the way that men are typically we find a lot of identity in in what we do Right. We really do. We find a lot of identity in what we do for our work. However, if you look at women, they, they skew that over to what their satisfaction is, is in their friendships at those, if they have a job or if they don't. So women have conditioned themselves prior to retirement to be happier single than men have. And that's just a fact. 
And I think just naturally women are a little bit more social than men. So consider that is that you may be facing some loneliness in retirement. Number 11 here on our list has to do with health. Now, when you first retire, you may be in pretty good health. You know, you're 65 years of age. We call those the go-go years. But as time goes on, your health is going to trail off. And I think a lot of people don't consider that. Yeah, most people don't. Most people think that we're going to be good through retirement. And, and the reality is that that's probably not the case. At some point, you're probably going to have some bump in the road. Look at my dad, for instance. He He's 82 now and he's good. But I, I don't remember how many years ago. I think it was six or seven years ago. All of a sudden, he uh, he had to have a surgery that, that knocked him down for a little bit. and But they weren't planning on going to Arizona this year. They ended up, or that year, they ended up doing it after the fact. But he had to have a kidney out uh, mm-hmm. several years ago. That wasn't something that they had planned on. It was something that just came, had a checkup, and all of a sudden, hey, this is this is a curveball that we didn't anticipate. These things lead to certain mental aspects that can be negative for people. If you look at uh, the Institute of Economic Affairs, they they find that the chances of clinical depression, it increases about 40% and having mm. at least one physical illness right. is up by about 60%. These are huge numbers that you have to brace yourself for and, and just have a very real anticipation in retirement. Not that I want you to be negative or anything like that, or that you want to be thinking about these things, but the reason that you want to be real with yourself is so that if these curveballs are thrown at us from a health standpoint in retirement, we've already come to peace with it so that we can go through it with a positive attitude. And you go through it with a positive attitude, that's going to help you get through those times that, you know, life isn't always going to be perfect for you in retirement. Yeah. And you pointed out there, it's not only physical health, but it's going to be mental health. And the positive attitude, I think, helps a great deal. I will say this, that on January the 8th of this year, I have an aunt who turned 106 years old. And, you know, she really has (laughs) nothing wrong with her. But when I think back over her life, the one thing about her that I always remember is that this woman never had a bad thing to say about anybody. She was never in a bad mood. Not that she didn't have some things that went wrong that she wasn't happy about, but she turned those uh, frowns upside down, as they used to tell us when we were (laughs) kids, is that she was always smiling about something and she always looked at the bright side. And I think that has greatly contributed to her longevity being 106 years old. Also, she's very, very social as well, too. She has a a lot of activities that she likes to do. She plays games on her computer. She goes out to eat. She visits with family and friends. So uh, you can affect that aspect of your retirement. Number 12, the last one on our retirement checklist here is going to be you may be disappointed at first. Yeah, absolutely. You might be disappointed at first, and that depends on on where you've actually placed that identity, I guess. I, I've had some clients in the past. I have one that was in Northwest Iowa that he sticks in my head, and he actually stayed this way through retirement. He always had something that he wanted to be accomplishing, mm-hmm. and he said to me once, you know, I, I don't have anything to get up for now. Mm-hmm. And, and for him, it was a situation where he didn't have enough hobbies to fill those hours. And I find that you have to think about this before retirement, how are you going to fill this 2,500 hours you just freed up? Do you have enough hobbies? Do you have a property that you can take care of? Do you like to golf? Do you like to fish? Do you like to woodwork? Do you like to volunteer or are you volunteering already? All of these things are going to contribute to that feeling of, hey, when I wake up, I have something that I'm going to accomplish or a purpose that I'm going to work towards today. The fact is, though, nearly one third of recent retirees, about 28%, say that life is worse in retirement than Mm. it was during their working years. That's an astounding number that we come up with. And that came from the 
nationwide retirement institute survey that almost one third of people say this is worse than when I was working, even though these are the golden years. And I think that part of that is because they haven't formulated, okay, how am I going to fill these hours? So then they get up and they watch grass grow and that's not so much fun. However, I want to give some encouragement that the, the majority of people actually say that that does get better. And if you look at Pew Research Center, they found that 45% of adults, 75 and older, say that it's actually better than what they expected. So the 28%, it does get better up to the 45%. And if you fill those hours, if you think about what you're going to do with those hours prior to retiring, again, this isn't just for money. This is There's a lot more to being rich. And part of it is what our mindset is going through retirement. And that, that will help you if you think through, what am I going to do every single day when I wake up? What's mm-hmm. my purpose going to be more so than just making coffee and breakfast? And then we figure it out. We got to have certain amount of directed purpose in every day. Yeah, you're going to have chores that you have to do, but I would suggest that you rediscover old hobbies. When I was a kid, I used to like to fly model airplanes. And I mean, I'm not retired yet. I'm probably retirement age, but I've just ordered myself an RC helicopter. I'm looking forward to flying that (laughs) helicopter, finding more out about that. I mean, I love classic cars. So, you know, I've got a car to restore. So when it does come time for me to retire, if I ever retire, and retirement's not for everybody. For me, I don't think I'll ever fully retire because it's just not in my DNA. But if I do retire or during those periods of time here later in life, when I have more time, I'm going to have plenty to do. We're talking with Grant Dorhout here of Dorhout Retirement Services. And we've been talking about a retirement reality checklist. We've covered so much on the program today. We intended to talk about big Medicare gaps to watch out for. We'll hold that till next week and also some ways to protect older adults from financial abuse. We'll hold that till next week as well. We did talk about the pros and cons of CDs and of course, the 12 hard truths about retirement. If you've missed the show, you want to hear it all over again. We're also a podcast. Go to wherever you get your podcast, search for The Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout. You'll find this show and all of our past shows to keep you on top of your journey towards a successful retirement. And also, these shows are on our website, right, Grant? Where can people hear our radio show on the website? DorhoutRetirementServices.com. And it's not exactly where I'd like to have it, but this is where they put it. They put it under the Insights tab. Under the Insights, there's your money, your business, your retirement, legacy, freedom, market investments in the news, as well as radio. You just go down to that radio tab, and then you can check out any one of our, our, our past shows that are on there. There's quite a bit of information on that website. I would highly encourage people to go on that website and check out what we got going on on there. We put all this stuff together to provide some additional value for our clients, but not only that, the people that aren't our clients here in Omaha, a lot of good resources for them on this website here. Yeah, so once again, that's DoorHoutRetirementServices.com. Go to the Insight tab, and under that, you will find the Radio tab. And before we go today, Grant, I also want to remind folks that if they'd like their Peace in Retirement Blueprint, no cost, no obligation, a chance for you to ask Grant your questions and get the answers that you need to put yourself on a path towards a retirement that could last 30 years. Again, no cost and no obligation for this whatsoever. 402-281-0750. Leave your information. Lisa will give you a call back on Muddy. She'll set up an appointment for you here in the near future. Once again, that number is 402-281-0750. You can also go to our website, DoorHoutRetirementServices.com, and request it from there, D-O-R-H-O-U-T, RetirementServices.com. Well, Grant, we're out of time for this week. I want to thank you for your time, but most of all, I really want to thank our fine listeners here in the greater Omaha area for joining us. For Grant Dorhout, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of the Retirement Blueprint right here on News Talk 1290, Coil. 
The opinions voiced in the Retirement Blueprint with Grant Dorhout are for general information and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Examples provided are hypothetical and for illustrative purposes only. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Investing in an alternative investment may only be suitable for persons who are able to assume the risk of losing a portion or all of their entire investment. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The performance of any index is not indicative of the performance of any investment and does not consider the effects of inflation and the fees and expenses associated with investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Jeff Shade and show guests are not affiliated with CWM LLC.